0: This Tuesday, Ireland head to Sweden in a bid to keep their World Cup hopes alive. Five yards out, in towards O'Sullivan with the header! And the hat trick! Full live and exclusive commentary on Tuesday at 5.30, only on OTB Sports Radio.
1: OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar.
0: Phil Egan is with us. Phil, good morning to you. Morning. How are you doing? Um should we talk about the Republic of Ireland first right so uh, Katie McCabe answered the question that Ashing asked her earlier on about what the plan was not to get beaten yeah it's very difficult to have that mindset when it's like don't get beaten don't lose don't lose don't lose
1: it's like uh, you know
0: don't press the button don't press the big flashing red button don't press it don't press it
1: (laughs) ow yeah don't say the F word on air don't say (laughs) now do you know what though sometimes what people say and what they think is different in terms of what is Vera Pau saying to the players. But Vera Pau is always quite honest about this kind of thing where... I'd say she's saying don't get beat. Yeah, but I I also think as well it's... Like, the Sweden game isn't going to decide if we get a playoff place. I think things worked out nicely for us on Friday that Finland drew with Slovakia like we did in Tallinn. So the way it's set up now, Sweden just need a draw tonight and they're through. They've only one game left. Now we got to make we have to hope that they're they're switched on for that final game because it's against Finland and the the last round of games Sweden play Finland and we're away to Slovakia and we've obviously seen how tough that Slovakia game could be because you know they were better than us in Tala for large spells of the game so i think tonight it's a case of you just want to make sure that all the work that we've done under Vera Pau, so this is her 20th game. She actually complained about the fact that we've only played 20 games, we should have played a lot more. As she said, Sweden have probably played twice as many because that's just the way things are at the moment, that there's an imbalance and the the best team seems to be getting more. So that's why things like the Pinnatar Cup were so important to Vera Pau, that she could look at other players. But if we were to lose tonight it's all really about that Finland game and Tala later in the campaign we've obviously beaten them away and Tala has been quite a good ground for us I know Sweden won there but it's about tonight Is just about you know all that stuff we've done against all those top teams that we played where you know there was games where we lost quite heavily but Vera Pau was like no keep playing the best eventually you will get closer to the best and you just hope that we go out. Obviously, there's going to be maybe one change in defence. I'd imagine she'll stick with three at the back. That's the, the system that she prefers. And you've just got to keep a solid shape and make things hard for Sweden. And I think the players actually will love the fact that there's going to be fi- almost 15,000 there because players, the Irish players are getting used to playing in front of bigger crowds now. And why wouldn't you relish that? Playing the best team in Europe, so they're ranked number two in the world. So by that logic, they are the best team in Europe in their own backyard. There's going to be a party atmosphere. They all expect to turn up and they'll get the job done. They'll win and they'll be off to the World Cup next year with a game to spare and happy days for them. So what a challenge that is for us. It's just a case of so you got to start start well and as. The longer the game goes on at nil all then obviously the more twitchy they become, the more frustrated. It was interesting to hear that they think we're quite a physical team, which I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean we're we're a tough team, but I don't think we're over physical.
0: No. I mean everybody can what? okay, we should we should probably get less offended by the uh the pigeonholing that has happened to Irish football, but uh maybe it's the type of thing that we need to start throwing the shackles off. Let let's go to the Champions League, right? Yeah. Uh do Chelsea have any chance tonight? Or rather how do they fix what went horribly wrong for them in the first leg and try and rescue the
1: scenario tonight? I think just the team the team selection really baffled me last week. Remember we sat in here last week and we talked ahead of the game and I talked about how good and maybe underrated Kovacic is and he left him out. He played Jorginho I could see what he was trying to do because obviously you have Conte, you've Conte in there who at times is like having two players in there but I think that the surprise then was that he played Aspilicueta as a left wing back. Whether people like Marcus Alonso as in terms of what he does when he's going back towards his own goal, but he's a natural left footer player and it was quite noticeable last week that any time Aspilicueta got in the ball as a left wing back, he wasn't comfortable going on the outside, so he'd check and he'd have to come back inside and it'd slow things down. Alonso obviously came in against Southampton and... ...scored the opening goal... ...so I think he'll start... ...Aspelacueta has travelled... ...he missed that... Southampton game... ...because of Covid... ...but he's returned... ...negative tests... ...he's travelled... ...if he's ready... ...then you play him... ...I think you take... ...Christensen out... ...Christensen had a woeful night... ...at Stamford Bridge... ...last week... Finishes Junior... ...had him on toast... ...and that's where... ...Real looked... ...the most threatening... Then that side... So Aspilicueta comes into the back three Then you've got Rhys James and Marcus Alonso As your, your wing backs I'd bring Kovacic in instead of Jorginho And I would take Pulisic out And I would go with Timo Werner Now Werner is a bit slapstick at times Where he gets himself into these great positions You saw him the other day Hit yeah. the post in the team? crossbar Really? Yeah I am because the threat is there all the time
0: But that threat is going to miss a sitter our score two. Well I miss a setter. I miss four setters. Score two.
1: Yeah, but two from six depending yeah, the out- full strike rate and yeah. look how good he was. But do you know what? Even if he's missing chances, what that does to the opposition is it unnerves them because you can't just say it's Timo Werner he's going to miss let him run through he'll miss
2: well yeah I mean, that's my point <laughs> actually they try, you drop your guard at your peril against Werner the 5th yeah. or 6th he, he keeps
1: going as well like in fairness to him I, I have to commend him because Tuchel said it himself where I don't know what to say to him anymore I can't keep saying yeah. you know keep going the goals will come because then he put him into the team and the goals didn't come but they did come the other day and The one that I felt so sorry for him was the Havertz one where he ran around a load of players and then hit the post and Havertz tapped it in but you could see Werner was so frustrated and Havertz came over and they, they embraced but at the same time he yeah. was thinking was I play. should have scored
0: brilliant forward play inside yeah. of the post yeah. just Havertz is thinking do I have to touch this this player I might catch something off him that's it's what he's thinking I might catch technically it was an assist actually well, I don't, does it count as an assist I don't think it does think so it's a miss it's a miss Holt you hit the back post back it's a it. miss
2: Konchelskis used to go through one on one and the keeper would purposely save his first shot so he had an easy rebound in. He'd hit it straight at the keeper so it would come back to him. Easy tap in. Bonus <laughs> if it went in first time.
1: That's <laughs> what that. Werner what,
0: what was thinking.
1: In fairness, his first, I thought his first goal was excellent. He runs through and yeah, has the composure to well. take it around. Look, he right. was 45,
0: 45 million or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, he, he, he had an amazing season. I, no, I'm saying that there's obviously something there but mm. it's just that he's, he, there's that strain of strikers at Chelsea that catch whatever the disease is and uh, it's chelsea and they're just no
2: good anymore. Oh yeah, there's a segment on their failed number nines in the Abramovich era.
1: Yeah, but let's go back to one of those, right? Go on. The greatest moment in Fernando Torres' history as a Chelsea player was in, was, was in in, in, in Spain. M5, was it? When they were down, the chips were down. And maybe Timo Werner does that at the Bernabeu tonight. But I think Chelsea have to score first. And then we'll see. And do you know what? Werner might just give them a bit of extra energy. I know Pulisic is quick, but he just couldn't get into the game last week. So I'm not completely writing them off. As I said, I was baffled by what happened last week because I did not expect such an open game. It went against everything Chelsea did so well last season to win the Champions League where sometimes the games weren't great to watch but no, they were effective
0: this was the complete opposite of that yeah. where they were standing off they weren't closing down the, the three defenders looked like it was the first time they were playing three at the back it was like are you not all supposed to know exactly where each other is because it, it definitely looked like they weren't even speaking to each other yeah. do you know on their opponents tonight in Real Madrid
2: do you think Carlo Ancelotti is incredibly underrated as manager in the the grand scheme of Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola he's about to win the league with Real Madrid which will mean he'll won the league all five big leagues and he's won the Champions League the most times three with the most different clubs two and no one gives people to talk about his eyebrow and how he's a pretty cool character and that's kind of it and he just lets players play he did lose a Champions League final from 3-0 up but he also won two other Champions League finals with the same team. I mean, they they were the best team in in Europe by a mile. He but has do Ka- you, where he, do you think? Yeah, like, do you think he stands in a fair position
1: overall? I think he, when he when he retires from management, he will go down as one of the the great managers of this era. Now he doesn't have like he's not as transformative in terms of the way he plays as the likes of uh, Guardiola or, yeah. or or Klopp, but as you said, everywhere he goes, he tastes success. Yeah, And you can see why Everton were so excited when they got him. Now, the second half of last season wasn't very good for him and the fact, it was, that's why it was such a surprise that he went back in at Real Madrid. But yeah, he's about to win the league with them. Um, I wonder what it means for next season. Does he stay on? And that will be the real test where Barcelona have got their, their act together. And that will definitely be a, a, a sterner test for them. And obviously that midfield trio, especially Crows and, and Modric, which we imagine Modric will will sign a contract, then it'll be another year. So how good will Real Madrid be next season? But now he's, he's, I think as well, he can be very good in one-off games tactically. Yeah. Now when he was in charge of Napoli, he certainly knew how to play and just kind of get under the skin of Liverpool when they played them in the Champions League. Now, in the end, Liverpool prevailed and they got through that group and the the season that they went on to win it. But no, I think he's I think he's a really good. Which coach.
0: side of the draw are, are they on? They're on the they're on this side of the draw, right? Tonight's the same side of the draw. As
1: uh, no, it's uh, the winner of Real and Chelsea play City or Atletico. Okay, okay. And I, I think when Tricky. the draw was made, a lot of us felt we were looking at an all Premier League semi final. Um. Yeah. I don't
0: think so. I, I I thought Real Madrid were having a very stereotypical Champions League winning Real Madrid season where they're kind of crap in the league for ages. The rest of the league was also crap this season, and then they found a bit of form. Uh, Vinicius stopped missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Benzema's has just been sensational, and Modric and Cruz, and you're like, okay. And I think Alaba settled in. I think he was just slow to settle for whatever reason, but he's absolutely sensational. I'm really surprised Chelsea didn't make more of a, a bid, or Manchester United didn't make more of an opportunity, take more of a uh, chance to try and get Alaba when it was clear he was free uh, last January. It wasn't going to sign. There was never any hint of any of the teams. I think his dream was Madrid. Yeah,
1: I think he was always still go. have that pull, and yeah. we'll see. Barcelona still have that pull as well.
0: Everybody has that pull until you offer them an extra hundred grand a week. Do you know? Like he would have been worked it. Yeah, well, maybe they maybe they offered him a pretty decent contract, and he you know wanted
2: to go anyway. But you see, look, they don't have a, the greatest squad that they've ever had on paper, certainly in the last decade. And look at what he's doing with the Manchellati—very consistent in the league, doing very well in the Champions League. Unless they have a capitulation tonight, which I don't think they will. Um, I think he's actually a victim of his own laid-back demeanor that he's not rated a bit more highly I know at Bayern Munich there was complaints that his uh, training sessions weren't the most intense and then Aryan Robin have to organise secret training sessions yeah. because his wasn't uh, intense enough but he got results with them
0: the yeah. underrated coach where your own players are coming out and saying this well, he doesn't even have actually
2: coaching them right? so underrated I'm in what way the, here
0: he's about look right at his, see,
2: look at his Wikipedia he's rated about right it's, you have to scroll I'd say you have to do a good three or four index finger scroll on a desktop
0: to go through his list
2: of honours
1: yeah and he, was, an he wasn't a bad player either no he not
0: a bad player, player. Um, but like he's not in the same bracket as as
2: Klopp oh, I or, wouldn't say he was but I'm saying you know I think he's still a little underrated from based on his achievements Brian Clough wasn't a great coach it no. was his management style no but <laughs> nothing for far amazing success and it's, Derby yeah okay All right. you're not buying it it's fine
0: like, huh? what about Leeds
2: well, that's his Everton for
0: Ancelotti. Everyone has one. Um, okay, so your prediction
1: is Real Madrid are going to go through? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not counting Chelsea out just yet.
0: I, I would. I'm looking forward to seeing Real Madrid against Manchester City. Mm. you
1: You think their city are just going to turn up tomorrow? I don't. And I actually, I really don't. I think. The, I, think I wonder how much sun they took out of them. Whereas. Atletico on a Saturday afternoon went to Mallorca got beaten by the way against a team that were in the relegation zone had a decent team out but probably Atletico playing in you know second or third gear whereas you got a flavour of uh, towards the end of the first leg last week with some of the antics of the Atletico players how fiery tomorrow's going to be yeah and I, I actually I, I think it's going to be obviously it's at the same time as Liverpool Benfica but Liverpool are home and hoes so I think Atletico and City is the game to watch tomorrow certainly see how it starts if Atletico score first then we've got ourselves one hell of a game
0: it's going to be an interesting game I think almost irrespective of what happens and De Bruyne is playing football at a very very high level so he should just watch as much of De Bruyne playing when he's fit like this uh, when he's playing this well, you should watch him as often as you possibly can. But I do; f- it does feel like they're they're cresting. Um, my one concern would be their defense isn't very good. The central defense, like um, and I, I, I don't know. I still think Kyle Walker has those mistakes in him. Um. Okay. So the other thing that we just need to talk to you about is your. your Fascination with the slow bicycle race, that is. Sorry, but Bayern Munich going to go through almost irrespective, even though they're 1-0 down. They, like, they should have been 2-0 down, but that's a very Bayern thing to happen.
1: Yeah, I think, again, they were they started so quickly against Salzburg. I don't think Villarreal will capitulate like that. So it could be a slow burner for Bayern, but you'd imagine they should be able to, to edge it. And the fact that there's no away goal, so even if they conceded one, hmm. you still think that they'll have enough firepower to get the job done. But if if not, I mean... Liverpool fans would be rubbing their hands at the thoughts of playing Villarreal in a in a semi-final um, but I'd still be leaning towards Bayern yeah. Everton dealt Burnley a fatal blow by beating Manchester
0: United at the weekend
1: yeah I think what was so funny about Sean Dyche's interview last week after they beat Everton was him having the nerve to talk about Everton not knowing how to win a game when Burnley have won the fewest games in the Premier League this season And, you know, Everton and Leeds put the pressure on Burnley. Burnley going to a Norwich team who, look, they won, but Norwich are going down. And Burnley had moments towards the end of the first half where they were knocking on the door. But now I'm starting to think that that bottom three is going to stay as it was. And it was such a pivotal weekend for Everton and and for Leeds. Leeds look like they're, they're safe and they're defending better under Jesse Marsh. It's definitely not as entertaining but the main thing is that they say in the Premier League and you feared the worst when they lost that game against Aston Villa. Mm. Whatever bit, they lost to Leicester and they actually had chances in that game but the way they conceded the goals against Villa at Elland Road, there was a real feeling that they're going to go under and then they come back with the, the last gasp win against Norwich but the Wolves win was the one. That was the, the turnaround where they came from 2-0 down and just incredible win for them so I think they're okay Everton I've always felt if they are going to stay up it's their home form and they showed exactly why on, on Saturday the, one thing the Everton fans haven't turned on the team because they know it's too important they can't like they need these players to be feeling good um, you know they can do all the post-mortems at the end of the season and say right you're a, this has been an absolute mess yeah. but let's address it now in the summer and this is what has to be done for the start of next season in the Premier League but we know how disastrous it would be for Everton if they got relegated but I think that win and Burnley's loss means it should be okay um, they do still have to play each other though All right. or sorry not play each other they still uh, Everton and um, Watford still have to play a few of the teams mm.
0: but it's not totally done but the, you would say that they're certainly favourites
1: at this point think so yeah
0: phil good stuff thanks very much for that you can hear more from phil on the brief you can subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts the best place is on the otb sports app
1: otb am with gillette get into your flow with the new gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar